What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 204 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hope you're having an awesome week, and today, this day, is Halloween. Actually, the day this is published, it's not recorded on Halloween, but I just wanted to wish everybody out there who celebrates Halloween, happy Halloween. I'm going as Darth Vader, because my son is going as a stormtrooper which is awesome. So hopefully there'll be pictures on the Instagram page. You can find me on Instagram.com slash Pat Flynn. Actually, I guarantee that there will be some pictures of the costumes. Uh, Beyond that, I also want to thank today's sponsor, which is FreshBooks.com. Amazing company, the easiest to use cloud accounting solution for whether you're doing invoicing, maybe you're a coach or consultant, you want to do quick professional looking invoices so you can get paid and or you want to keep track of all your finances, what's coming in your business, what's going out, so that come tax season, it's just push button easy to get the reports you or your CPA or whoever is doing the taxes for you, used by millions of entrepreneurs and small businesses, and that could be you as well. If you'd like to get a free trial, just go to getfreshbooks.com and enter Ask Pat in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's getfreshbooks.com. Okay, now let's get to today's question from Mickey. Hi, Pat. My name is Mickey. And before I jump into my question, I just have to tell you that I think you are totally awesome. And I cannot thank you enough for all that you do. You are seriously one amazing dude, and I really appreciate you. Now, my question is this. I'm planning to start a podcast, but I also want to have a blog that features the people who are on my podcasts. However, I'm not sure whether or not I should create my blog first or if I should create my podcast first. I would like for the podcast and the blog to tie in with one another, but I simply, I just don't know which one to, you know, which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Um, If I create a podcast with no blog, then what do the listeners have to refer back to? Um, And, but on the flip side of that, if I create a blog with nothing but content, How will I be able to get my future podcast guests to allow me to interview them for my podcast when I don't even have one yet? Please let me know what you think. Thanks, Pat. Hey, Mickey, thank you so much for the question. And I truly appreciate your kind words, especially the fact that you used awesome and dude in your question, because those are two words that are right up my vocabulary, me being from California. So uh, right on. Now, To answer your question, should you start a podcast first or should you start a blog first? I understand the concern because like you said, you know, if you just have a podcast up and you can host a podcast without having a blog, you can host it on SoundCloud, you could host it on Libsyn, and you don't necessarily need a blog, you just need a feed. And so you could use the feed coming from SoundCloud or Libsyn or some other host. And so you don't need a blog to have one up and running. However, I would highly recommend having one if you're going to start a podcast because that's your home base. You want people on your podcast to come back to your blog because that's where all the action happens. That's where people click on new things, subscribe to your email list, and perhaps down the road, that's where you are going to sell stuff. And so, yes, you absolutely need a blog or some sort of web presence for your podcast. Now, you also need a blog all right, if you're going to you know, be smart and, 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 and not use just a service provider to host your RSS feed, you're going to actually have a home base, then you're also going to need a blog 
before you podcast. You're going to have to set up your blog, have a specific category for your podcast, and use a tool like PowerPress, and there's a bunch of other ones. I actually have a podcasting tutorial you can go through if you want to set it up correctly at podcastingtutorial.com. It's totally free, no opt-ins. But anyway, every time you publish a blog post and it has this embedded audio file, an MP3 file to go along with it, that is what the directories read off of that category-specific feed. Again, little technical here. We don't have to get into the technical stuff. It's at podcastingtutorial.com if you want to learn how to set it all up and get all the right equipment and how to get it up on iTunes and so on and so forth. But like I said, you, you actually would want to have both. So you start to blog, perhaps put information about yourself and what you're doing there, set up your email service provider so you can collect email addresses. Perhaps you have some sort of incentive to incite people to get or excite people to get on your email list and you talk about that on your blog. So you'd want them to co- sort of work together. Like you're saying, you you obviously know what needs to be done and so it's just what needs to be done first. Well, set up the blog, record your podcast episodes and you're you're on your way. Now the thing is, you know, your blog as you over time start to build your audience on your podcast, you're actually going to get if you continue on your blog to write written content too, uh, sort of like how I started out, you're actually going to get people who will first meet you and your brand through the written text on your site. And then you can have those people discover your podcast, which is sort of what, what happened with me. I started with my blog for a couple of years. Then I introduced my podcast in July of 2010. So initially on day one of my podcast, I had you know X number of listeners, people who had already read my posts, liked it, subscribed, and was willing to give me a shot and listen on the podcast and, you know, 11 million downloads later, I haven't looked back since, and it's been an amazing thing for me in my business starting this podcast. So I'm really excited to know that you are already thinking about that. But on the flip side, people are going to discover you on iTunes and other directories out there. They're going to share the podcast episodes you put out with their friends and families and people who they feel would benefit from listening to your show. And then you're going to have people come over to your blog because what you're going to do on your podcast is give calls to actions. Perhaps say, I have this giveaway. If you can, if you subscribe to my email list, here's a specific landing page you can go to at whatever, whatever.com. And then they go back to your website. That's why it's really important to have that home base because you want to take control of those listeners and have them finally get to a place where you can understand who they are, collect their email addresses. If you just simply have a feed coming from SoundCloud or Libsyn or some other hosting platform, you're not going to know exactly who your listeners listeners are. You know, you need a place for them to go to and to collect their email addresses and to start to build that community. And what's, what, what, what would happen if, for example, Libsyn were to go away and that's where your feed was set up and then all of a sudden they go away or they got bought out, for example. Stitcher just got bought out and a lot of people aren't really sure what's going to happen with Stitcher right now. Did they buy them out to, uh, to sort of get rid of them or did they buy them out to integrate them into their existing business? I don't know. More information on that later, but... You never know. So you want to have control of your people. And so having it all happen on your website, that's your home base. Again, that's where all the action happens is the smartest thing to do. Now, Mickey, to address your other question about, okay, if you have a blog but don't even have a podcast yet, how are you going to get guests on your show? Well, you're presented with the same problem as you start your podcast, whether you have a blog or not. So you're going to have to find people who will be willing to become guests on your show. And we've done episodes in the past with Smart Passive Income, my other podcasts, or 
Ask Pat, actually, and Ask Pat, talking about how to get guests to come on your show. And just a quick rundown, you want to start with people who have been on shows before. I mean, essentially, you want to start with what they call, you know, the low-hanging fruit, you know, people who you know will be more likely to say yes. Now, of course, you've got to ask, and you don't get unless you ask, but who you ask is very important. And so if you find that you're asking sort of A-listers in your niche who have never heard of you before, and they're all saying no, it's, it's going to be hard, especially because you don't have a podcast yet. And a lot of those people are very picky with where they spend their time, and they don't want to spend some you know, their time on a, on a podcast that isn't necessarily proven yet. So you want to go to the people who you know are more likely to say yes. I would start with your ne- network. If you know anybody, perhaps you are uh, you know, somewhat known in the niche or have relationships with other people in your space, you can get them to come on your show as well, especially if they're friends and they're willing to give you uh, uh, some help. You know, and once you start to get those few first episodes in, it's going to be a lot easier to ask other people to come on your show. Other people you can ask to come on your show are people who you see have already been guests on other shows as well. Those are people who are familiar with the process. It's, you know, you already know it's something they do. Beyond that, and even better, and and a more likely chance they would say yes, is if they are either authors, they have books or something, some sort of program to promote, or perhaps they're in the middle of a promotion right now. Those people want to get in his front, in his, uh, you know, in front of as many people as possible, and so that you know, a lot of times these people who are promoting stuff are in the in the middle of a launch, or maybe their book's coming out soon, and they might make space for you, even if you don't have your show up and running yet. Now, what's really cool is once you start to get these people coming on your show, you start to build an archive. Perhaps a lot of those people in that archive are well-known people, authors that other people know. You can then name drop when you contact other people to come on your show. You could say, "Hey, so and so, you would be." an amazing guest on my show. I would love to have you and feature you in front of my audience. I've also featured other guests like name A, name B, name C, whatever the case may be. Then they will be more likely to at least consider going on your show because you have a, quote, track record. And uh, I learned that strategy from Derek Halpern a couple of years ago when he was talking about how he was able to get, you know, some great guests on his show, on his podcast, uh, Social uh, Triggers Insider. Um, So it was a really genius idea. Another thing you could do is ask people who are in your audience. That's that's one thing I love to do because I don't just feature people like the Gary Vaynerchuks and the Tim Ferrisses in the sort of online business entrepreneurship startup world. Uh, I like to feature people who my audience can more relate to, people that nobody's actually ever heard of before, but they have amazing success stories that nobody's ever heard because they just aren't giving it, aren't given any opportunities to share so if you are starting to build an audience on your blog for example or perhaps you know some people who are in your niche who may not be necessarily quote the experts but they're succeeding with what you're teaching about then you can talk to them and a lot of times because they're not given very many opportunities they're going to be likely to say yes as well of course you always want to make them feel comfortable you always want to make sure you tell them what's in it for them and a lot of times when you do that they're going to want to come on the show if they if they aren't ready yet or they they just want more episodes in the bag before they say yes you got to respect that you totally got to respect that just keep pushing forward keep asking and uh you know don't give up that's the biggest thing just don't give up don't quit Awesome. Mickey, thank you so much for the question. I hope that answers it. For everybody out there listening, I appreciate you. If you have a question you'd like potentially featured here on the show, just head on over to askpat.com. And if you get your question featured here like Mickey, you will get an Ask Pat t-shirt sent your way. So Mickey, can't wait to send you the shirt. An assistant of mine will be in contact with you very soon. I also want to thank today's sponsor, which is freshbooks.com. You know, when I first started keeping track of my finances back in late 2008, I was using 
like a spreadsheet, like Excel. I think it was numbers on on the Mac, and uh, it was just such. <laughs> it was just such a pain, and so I'm so glad I got hooked up with FreshBooks eventually. Um, you got to do it because it's just going to make your life so much easier. So then you can focus on what you need to focus on to provide for your audience, and not just in the little things like organizing your finances, which is obviously very important. But there's a lot of software and things that can help you automate that process or just make it completely easy, especially come tax season, which you know is going to creep up on us very soon. So for those of you who would like to get a free trial of FreshBooks, just head on over to getfreshbooks.com and enter Ask Pat in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Awesome. And to end today's episode and to end Halloween, uh, this isn't a Halloween-related quote, but uh, it's a quote from Lance Armstrong. And that is, pain is temporary. Quitting lasts forever. Cheers, take care, and I'll see you in the next episode of Ask Pat.